0: Kristen, and I'm Bethany, and this is Looking for the Middle, a
1: Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating.
0: We are just two single girls trying to figure out how to date well as Christian women. Yep, so thanks for joining us for another episode. Okay, so I was thinking,
1: after the last episode, we talked about what it looks like to wait well, but I figured we ought to tell people some of the things that we do, or we're doing now, to do that. Oh yes, that's a great idea. Let's throw some things out there that we've done recently or are doing to wait well and use our time wisely in this season. Okay, cool. Well, I am going
0: on a road trip next spring. It's gonna be super fun. It's gonna be so much fun. So me and Bethany's other sister, Lindsay, if you're keeping track, that's both (laughs) sisters we've mentioned. Yes. (laughs) We are taking a road trip. Up the East Coast, so we're going to Washington D.C. for a couple of days. It's gonna be like a two week thing, so it's gonna be.
1: I'm trying to talk them into well, letting me come too. Yes, we're. I'm working. We're on working it. on it. We're still debating whether I we think that's some a good of idea. My, my worth and what I bring to the table on this road trip. <laughs> oh
0: gosh, so we're going to Washington D.C. We're gonna to go to Boston and Cape Cod, which I've never been to Cape Cod before. So I'm really Neither looking forward have to that. I,
1: if you're you if know, you're keeping track, keeping that in I would mind. like to go.
0: Yeah, <laughs> And then we're going to stop in Portland, Maine at the end. So we're literally going up pretty much that's the entire East Coast. That's such a cool trip. And that's one
1: of those things, like, if you had little kids or you were married, it would be tougher to do. One, if you're married, you'd have to pay for two people to go do that. And if you had little kids, that's a long time in the car. Oh, yeah. So that's a really cool thing that is unique to being able to do now. Oh, yeah. And it sounds super fun. I mean, I'm going in October to South Africa. For like for a, a month. mission trip, and it's gonna be like a seventeen day trip once you take in like all the traveling and stuff. That's But gonna be so much we're fun. going, you know, we're gonna go on a safari. We're going down to the Cape. There's some people who are talking about. uh cage diving with sharks down at oh, no. in Cape Town, like Mm-mm. off the Cape, I, no, no, nope. I'm, Shark Week is even like pushing it for me, <laughs> I know, me, so I can't even just... watch that, I told them, I was like, y'all are welcome to go, and I will be there on the shore cheering you on when you get back, yeah. but, no, no, I'm not Mm-mm. doing that, um,
0: that's so fun. and this isn't your first time going, no, either. I
1: went in, 2013, has it been five years, it has, I think, or 14, okay. one of those, four, four or five years. years ago, I went for a couple of weeks, we have some, some missionaries that work closely with our church, Based there. So we're going to go help them with some events that they have going on. Um, so that's a, a big thing coming up, but you can do little things too. Like oh, I've yeah. taken, like I wanted to learn how to sew and there's a lady in our church who does these like sewing classes. And I was like, you know what? I want to learn how to do this. And I took her beginning class and yes, I was the only person in there over 10 years old, <laughs> but that's fine. It was fun. I know how to sew. I've sewn a couple of things since then. And I, it's, now I have a skill that I didn't before because I had the time to do that. Yeah, and I literally so... thought of you the other day because
0: we were all making fun of Bethany for going to sewing camp with <laughs> all the 10-year-olds a few weeks ago. But then I was sitting in my apartment the other day wearing leggings,
1: and there was a hole mm-hmm. like in the inside of my thigh, and my first thought was, Bethany can fix this for me. You wish you were the to sewing Well, that is what I, one of the things I sewed was I had a, a pair of leggings that, yeah, the seam had, like, unraveled. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. was right on the seam, Yeah. And so I just got my little sewing machine out. Actually, I take that back. I got my mom's sewing machine out, because I don't have my own. I had Christmas borrow, present. I had to borrow it, but, yeah, I just sewed it right up, and otherwise I would have had to throw them away, because I wouldn't have known what to do. So, yeah. it's been really fun, and I don't care if I'm the oldest person there by, like, three times their age. It's
0: a great skill. It's a great skill. Well, and two, I mean, we've done something else really big yeah. with our time. I mean, what we're doing right now
1: is kind of a big deal. I know.
0: At yeah. least in our eyes it is. It is.
1: Well, and, yeah, we, it's really easy for us to say, oh, let's start a podcast, and we're going to record, and we don't have any other schedules to take into account. We just meet up whenever we want to, and. There was I mean, so much, yes, spontaneity room by ourselves at our church recording this
0: yeah because we can yeah at so. 9 30 on a well it's my weekend it's not uh, your yes. weekend, but <laughs> yeah and that's what we talked about last episode where there are so many opportunities to say yes in this yeah time in your life and this was a really fun one and yeah. a really spur of the moment one it was shockingly enough yeah
1: and it's been great it's been really fun and yeah we just wanted to kind of Give you guys some insight into the big and little things we're doing to try to practice what we preach. I guess you could say Here we to go. do to do the things we're telling other people to do. Um, so
0: yeah, yeah, That's and like we said last time, if you guys have ideas or fun things that you're doing, yeah. let us know. Go hit us up on social media. Send us an email. We love. We like trying new things. Yes. Try, well, I like trying new things with other people. I'm not. That's true. I you know I don't I'm going by a, myself a lot. No, either. I'm not a <clears throat> independently spontaneous person.
1: I, I come up with ideas. Yeah. Spontaneously. Okay. And independently. But I like to do them with other people. So yes. that's a good point. That's a
0: good way to do it. And that's why we have each other. Yes. So it all works out great. <laughs> so today we are going to be talking about one of my favorite topics. We are I think I think I say that every week, but this one legitimately <laughs> is one of my favorite things to talk about. And it's the list. Air quotes all around. And by list I mean future has been lists and i have had one of these for a very long time bethany has too a lot of girls have these i mean i think my brother asked me one time because i was talking to a couple of my friends about he's like do all of y'all have one of those like pretty much like if you meet a girl who doesn't at least whether it's written down or mentally or whatever girls pretty much across the board have in their mind
1: even yeah especially if it's not written down you have something in your head of what you're looking for and it can be five things it could be Fifty five things, but we all have them.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. And so we're gonna kinda start at the beginning and go through when we kind of what we've learned since we made our very first list and all the drafts and edits and the process of what that's My looked like.
1: Thirty one year old list doesn't look anything like my 17 year old oh, list oh gosh no and that is a good thing yes it's a
0: great thing and then at the very end of the episode we are going to give y'all a glimpse into our current list yep, just to give you an idea you of the you know we actually have matured a little bit since yes. we were 17 and I mean,
1: let's be real also any guys listening just so you know yeah, what just we're, yeah, mental yeah, looking notes. for <laughs>
0: or actual notes if you're that person that's fine too <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so we're going to kind of start from the beginning and then make our way to the present of the evolution of our lists yes. and what we feel like we've learned and how these can be
1: helpful, but then what to watch out for when yeah, you have one because they can be very helpful. I think it's a smart thing to actually spend. If nothing else, it makes you devote time to thinking about what you're looking for. But it can be a bad thing if used the wrong way too. And so I think that's where we're going to start is some of the ways that we have misused or even viewed our lists in a harmful way or I don't know. Harmful sounds dramatic, but in a negative way, Yeah, not helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of those is it's so easy to use this list as an excuse to be selfish. I think there's a lot of pride in that mentality when, you know, you've got this (laughs) list of demands almost like a ransom note that it's, it's like this thing that you're just demanding God give you all of these things. Um, it's not meant at, like that at all. I mean, there's nothing about that that lines up with any sort of biblical model of life. Um, it's meant as a reminder to yourself to stay the course and seek God's best. But I would say don't use misuse that phrase. So many people I think do that I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna date him because he's not good enough because I'm just waiting for God's best. as if you deserve, you know, this perfect guy that you're going to just dismiss everyone else along the way because you kind of hide behind that phrase. Um, newsflash, you're not perfect. No, nope. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody really thinks Contrary to are. popular belief, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But um, you can't expect to have this perfect guy, kind of like we talked about in the last episode, dropped on your doorstep. The UPS guy isn't going to just drop him off. You've got to be those things, too. So... Waiting on the ever-elusive Prince Charming is an exercise in futility, because he's not out there, and the sooner you realize that, the easier it's going to be when you're evaluating guys in your life.
0: Yeah. And if, like, part of you just died inside a little bit when you heard Prince Charming wasn't real, it's okay, I've been there, so don't feel
1: I to bad. I have remind Kristen of this,
0: honestly, on my regular basis. I am such a hopeless romantic that there's part of me that has... Has this realistic view of life. And then there's this little bitty part of me. I'm like, oh, but what if he is? What if Cinderella's real? (laughs) Yeah. But then, you know, Bethany brings me back down to reality. And it's great. But another thing you can't really really have a healthy view on your list if you're using it as a way to search for Prince Charming. And because like Bethany said, no guy is perfect. And one thing I really want to make clear is it is not a guy's job. To complete you. I was meeting with a lady at work a few weeks ago and somehow we got on the topic of dating and she um, is an author and so she has met with engaged couples kind of researching for her book and she told me she said Kristen if I hear one more person say oh they complete me she's like I am going to shoot somebody it is just because <laughs> that's not the right mentality to come." to a relationship with. It's you should be striving for your 100%, whatever that looks like. He should be striving for his 100%, and then you come alongside each other. It's not, oh, I'm just going to be 50, and then I expect him to fill this other half. And that's so much pressure to put on a guy. Oh, yeah. And how would you feel if he put that kind of pressure on you? That gives me so much, you know... Yeah, it's a
1: lot to live up to. Well yeah. I, It's not even a lot to live up to. You can't live up to that. No, you Period. can't. Period. So.
0: <laughs> no, and so... Kind of think about it that way. You wouldn't want to go into a relationship and a guy be like, oh, I'm expecting you to fill this, this, and this in my
1: life. So don't put that on him.
0: No, not at all. And if this is some void you're trying to fill, if that's kind of the mentality you have of, oh, a relationship is going to fill this void, I hate to break it to you, but that's never going to fully fill you up. You will not be satisfied with just that. Like, God is designed to fill that void, and he is the only one that is
1: going to be able to fill it so yeah. he created us to need him
0: yeah and nobody yeah. else and and that's such a hard thing to kind of process and wrap your mind around when you think about culture and how we view marriage and how you hear about people talk about their spouses and all this stuff which is wonderful to really value your spouse but you can't you got to keep them in their proper place it, I gotta say, it
1: all goes back to prioritization mm-hmm. of the hierarchy of authority and importance of things in your life. Yeah. And God should always be at the top.
0: Yeah. So, ladies, just keep a realistic expectation a little bit. As heartbreaking as it is that Prince Charming doesn't technically exist. I
1: love how you throw that technically Technically. In You're still holding on to I hope. still am.
0: <laughs> I'm not saying that the guy, that if you marry a guy, he's not going to be absolutely wonderful. But don't expect him to be perfect. No, Because no, no guy is going to meet. Every single item on your list. No, it's It's not. not. It's just not. you've heard
1: people say, you know, there's no perfect guy out there, but there is a guy who's perfect for you. And that's true. They're not going to be perfect, but their flaws and their imperfections are going to be perfect for you and for your relationship and the way that God uses that to sanctify both of you.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Now, uh, Bethany.
1: I'll talk for a minute so that Kristen can cope with the whole Prince Charming isn't real.
0: Prince Charming (laughs) go mourn for a minute.
1: And I think this next one is something that I don't know how much you've done. This is something that I've done in the past. I kind of have used my list as a defense mechanism, for lack of a better term. It's kind of like my fallback for, it's an easy thing to blame, I guess you could say, when you just don't want to go out with a guy anymore. Or, kind of like we said earlier, technology shouldn't be a security blanket to avoid hard things. This shouldn't either. If you don't want to go out with a guy or you're not interested, you need to just tell him, Don't start looking at this list and try to justify in your mind all these little nitpicky things that he's not as an excuse to not have to deal with them. Um, We kind of over-spiritualize it, I think, that, oh, I want all of these things, and I'm, like I said before, I'm waiting for God's best, but you have to keep that in perspective of, this is just a list on paper. You need to evaluate the person in front of you and don't hide behind this list um, because there's some nitpicky thing that you don't like or isn't gonna work, and you're gonna have you know I'm just I have high standards. I think we say that a lot too. Mm-hmm. You know I'm not I'm not picky. I just have high standards. Please, <laughs> and like I said, I I this is me. I I have yeah. done this. Yeah. I have to watch against this that I don't start looking for little nitpicky things just because you're afraid of something. Yeah. So that's well, one that I've. Struggled with, I think.
0: Yeah, and two, there's a difference between if you're having high standards in the sense of these are things that, you know, qualities of that all humans should be striving for according to scripture, that's one thing if that's what your standards are based on. If you have high standards just in your preferences, Uh which we'll talk about in a minute, that's a whole
1: different story. Well, and I think if, if you elevate those preferences to scriptural standard level basically that's where you're gonna go wrong mm-hmm. because no one's gonna meet that and they shouldn't that's not something that's required of them no that's just your preference yeah
0: so these are just a few of the ways that you could possibly misuse your list and we're saying that because we have done all of these things on multiple occasions this is not just a one and done mistake no. kind of a thing this is something we continually have to remind ourselves and keep ourselves in check of how we're managing our list.
1: Yeah. And I think overall, the overarching theme through all of these things in the particulars is it's your heart attitude. Are you looking for a guy who's searching after Christ and letting everything else fall into place behind that? That's the chief goal. Or are you looking for a guy first and foremost, who has all of these more superficial qualities that you want? What is more important to you? And I think that's a heart thing. Uh what is, what is truly more important to you? And if you get that right with yourself, the other stuff will fall into place.
0: Absolutely. So now we're going to talk a little bit about what your list should be for and how your list should look and what are maybe some things that you should think through as you're either making your list if this is the first time you're making one or if you're editing it for the, the 17th time. The 12th draft. Yeah, like we have so often done I think the first thing that your list should be is a convicting reminder that you should be striving to be what the type of man you're looking for will be looking for himself.
1: Yeah, you've got to be these things too.
0: Yeah, so my pastor phrased it in a way, and I love this so much. He asks, are you who the person you're looking for is looking for? Yeah. Which totally turns it around on you because I think when we get in this list mode, we're like, oh, I want this, and I want this, and this will be good for me, and he'll compliment me this way. No, and it's, okay, if this is what I want, if I find a guy like this, is he going to want me? Like, would I kind of fit the same as far as scriptural standards and qualities? And it really is, you know, taking a look back at your list and looking in the mirror a little bit and thinking, okay, do I measure up to all these things, or am I even if I'm not perfect in any of these? Am I striving for these things? Am I trying to work on myself to better mm-hmm. myself in these areas? And if not, then that you may need to rethink a few things. Well,
1: that's one thing I heard um, years ago, and it wasn't about singleness, but he was just talking about life, and he said it's not the perfection of your life; it's the direction of your life.
0: Ooh, so, I like any that.
1: quality or pattern of character that you're trying to cultivate. It's not about perfection, because we're not going to get there. But it's about the direction of your life. Are you steadily moving towards being more like Christ in whatever that area is? And that's what I would want in a guy, but that's also what you should want of yourself. In all of these qualities, are you going in that direction steadily and consistently?
0: Absolutely. And so I think the way we kind of wanted to approach this was... Because you hear people say all the time, the Bible doesn't talk about dating. Dating didn't exist.
1: And it doesn't. When the Bible
0: was written, lucky them. Um,
1: so Um I don't know. They got bought for like a few sheeps and a cow or That's two. true. I don't know really don't if that's any that's, better. Uh, <laughs> You're like, oh, I was sold for three cows. Like, I do Is that how you measured your self-worth <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is that how many farm it's, animals you were? followers now, and Seriously? it was cows and chickens <laughs> <then>. <laughs> It's <laughs> kind of the same thing. Oh, my
0: gosh. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, so the Bible doesn't... Talk about dating, but one thing I am sure of is the Bible talks about how we should strive to live our lives as followers yes. of Christ. And so you can take those characteristics that are outlined in Scripture and really kind of develop your list starting from that. And, so, and you should. Yeah, and that's exactly what you should do. And that's something we had to learn as we yeah. matured and got older because I can tell you one thing that my Bible, or my Bible. I can tell you one thing that my list, the very first time I made it, had a few faith related things, but the majority of it was not based off of how we're called to live. Yeah, according to a typical high school. Oh, absolutely, list, really.
1: Which we'll laugh about that. In a yeah, minute. Well, you can hear all those things. But
0: <laughs> Bethany and I each picked a passage of scripture. Both of these you have probably heard on multiple occasions, but we wanted to kind of break these down and talk a little bit about how these can kind of bleed into your lists.
1: Yeah, I think for, for both of us, these separate ones were kind of key in helping us kind of reform and reshape our lists. So I'll jump in first. Mine was Ephesians 5, which everybody knows what Duh. that says. Um, verses 25 to 31. But there's a whole lot more there for what a husband should be, what you should be looking for, than just that husbands love your wives phrase. There's mm-hmm. a lot more to it. So in that passage it talks about several different kinds of love start starting out in verse 25 it says husband's love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that's a sacrificial love he gave himself up for her and so there's several different categories and i would encourage you as i go through these think about your list go through your list and if the qualities on that list don't fall under one of the one of these four types of love that a husband is called to, then it's going to be under the preference area. And it'll kind of give you a gut check of what things have you elevated past preference status. So the first one is that sacrificial love in verse 25. Then it goes on in verses 26 and 27. It says that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle. That's a purifying love. Husbands are called to to love their wives in a way that sanctifies them, pushes them closer to Christ. And so we should be looking for qualities that would enable him to do that. Uh, Verse 28 then goes on and says, In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. That's a caring love. He cares about his wife just as much as he would himself. Um, And then if you jump down to verse 31, it says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. That is an unbreakable love. So we've got sacrificial love, purifying love, caring love, and unbreakable love. Those are scriptural, those are things right there, straight out of the Bible. That's what a husband is called to. He's not called to be 6'4", dark hair, blue eyes. Which...
0: That was on
1: my list. (laughs) Um, He had to be over six feet tall and I like guys with darker hair. So, like, that doesn't fall under anything. And you learn to prioritize those things under these four categories. Because that, like, this is true love. It may not be what Hollywood sells, but this is true love. And don't sell yourself short and settle for the world's romantic comedy ideal that will leave you empty and dissatisfied once you get down to it because it's so self-focused. Nothing about any of these types of love are about yourself. So you're looking for that selflessness in a husband, but you need to have that mentality when you're looking for him, (laughs) too. Um, Well, and I think, too, this is something that these
0: are all things that a lasting relationship is built on and that's something that when you base a relationship off things that change or are fleeting these are things that are going to stick out through tough times good times ups downs whatever because you have this kind of foundation that's
1: really strong Mm -hmm. and remember if it's not something commanded like we just, we read about, I mean, it's a, it start, this passage starts out, husbands love your wives. It's not a question. It's not a recommendation. And then everything else <laughs> that follows from that just defines what that looks like. But it is a command. And so if it's not something commanded in scripture or something that falls under one of those command categories, then it's just your preference. And yeah, your preferences may be great in your own eyes, but don't forget God always knows better. He knows what you need. To make you and your future husband more like him and that may not look like your preferences
0: mm. I love that that's so good I've never heard that passage broken down that way so I like that a lot so the passage that I chose well I didn't really choose it I just kind of had an epiphany one day like oh if there was a list in the bible this is about as close to a list as you can get it's in 1 Corinthians 13, also known as the love chapter. So I'm going to talk about verses 4 through 8. A couple of things before I start going through this passage. A lot of these, or all of these characteristics, are going to come more naturally from someone who follows Jesus. Someone who's not, yes, yeah, seeking Christ won't be able to do these things. No. That's why we prioritize dating, marrying somebody who loves the Lord and is
1: living out their faith at the very top of the list because all of these other things are going to come from that. That should be the ultimate non-negotiable. Absolutely. So, yeah, anything we talk about, and I kind of want to just keep saying this, anything we talk about throughout this podcast, you know, we may not mention it every single time, but it is a foregone conclusion that the guys we're talking about love Jesus, they're seeking Him, they're deepening their faith day by day, and then everything else flows from that.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to go through these verses. Some of these are self-explanatory. I'm not going to define some of these for you, but I do want you to start thinking about these words as you're looking over your list. So the first thing is that in verse 4 it says love is patient. I don't think it's a coincidence that patience was listed first. No. And I think that there are so many different ways that patience can be applied in a relationship, whether that's patience during conflict whether that's patience when you're doing something that gets on his nerves or when he's doing something that gets on your nerves, like he loads the dishwasher weird or something. <laughs> yeah. That's something my parents argue about all the time. Or patience in waiting for you and you waiting for him and all that that entails. So even before you actually get together, like there are so many different manifestations of this word, but I think it's very important that it was listed mm-hmm. first. So, patient. Love is kind. You just can't really be a guy that's kind. Like you no. don't want some guy that's a jerk. We don't yeah. want the bad boy. No. I know you think you do, but you really don't. <laughs> yeah, trust me. At you the don't. end of the day. Love does not envy. AKA he's not jealous. And girls, I get that it's kinda cute when like a guy gets a little bit jealous and you want him to, you know, be somewhat protective of you, but if he's over jealous or possessive,
1: or even just in all of life, if he's wanting something else, yeah, and Whether, he's I mean, never if it's not satisfied, just about girl,
0: yeah, yeah, because he's always wanting the next thing and he's never content. Or what somebody else
1: has, or mm-hmm. yeah,
0: that's a big one. He does not boast; he's not arrogant. We've talked about this already. The difference between confidence and arrogance. You can go back and listen to our episode on boys versus men yes. and the first two men that you should look today if you want a little bit more breakdown on that. Love is not. Proud is the next one, which kind of bleeds in with it.
1: Doesn't I love how though it's two separate things love is not proud, which is mm-hmm. your heart and my mentality, mm-hmm. and then does not boast. It doesn't say those it's things, verbal, it doesn't yeah. act so on it, that pride. That's really <laughs> and good. It, I think it points out how prevalent pride is in everyone's life. That it's like, okay, we're gonna break this one down twice mm-hmm. because you really need to, yeah, to know, to know yeah. about this because we're so prideful. Well, and we're, just because,
0: just, yeah, just because you don't vocalize your pride doesn't mean you're not prideful either. So I think that's really good that you pointed out that distinction there. Love does not dishonor others is the next one. That means he's not rude. He's not mean. He's not demeaning towards other people or belittling of other people. He values others. He honors them. He's caring. Mm -hmm. Those kinds of things. Love is not self-seeking. Very self-explanatory. He's not selfish. Yeah. And... All the things that Bethany said earlier about being selfish, you can just <laughs> write all those down. <laughs> Put it under here. <laughs> yes. Love is not easily angered. He doesn't have a temper. And he's not violent, and
1: he doesn't not have self-control. That's like a triple yeah. negative. But Well, and I think that one, not easily angered, and kind of like earlier we are talking about arrogant and boasting, he doesn't have a temper and lash out, but also he has a... Patient, long suffering heart. Mm -hmm. That he, you know, little things aren't going to make him angry, whether he shows that outwardly or not. Um, Because, like it says, if you've been angry with your brother, you've murdered him in your heart. Mm -hmm. So it's not just that outburst, it's the heart attitude as well.
0: Yeah, and that he doesn't harbor bitterness or anything like that. Love doesn't keep record of wrongs, so he's not manipulative.
1: He's not going to be... He's not going to throw things back in your face. No,
0: not at all. He's not going to delight in evil. In other words, he dislikes bad things, which if you want to get really simple there. So he's not going to gravitate towards... (laughs) Worldly things. Worldly things. But on the flip side, he rejoices with truth, and he likes the good things. So those two kind of go hand in hand, I think. Yeah, he seeks
1: the things of Christ.
0: Yes. And then these last few are my favorites because they're all, like, rapid fire, but they're so good. Love protects, love trusts, and love hopes are all said together. And I know personally those are really big Mm -hmm. on my list. I want a guy who protects me and takes care of me i want a guy who trusts me and who i can trust as well and i want a guy who's hopeful and he isn't you know pessimistic all the time or he isn't doubtful he is hopeful in what christ is going to do in his life and in our relationship and because his hope general. is in christ yeah and he's got he that be. yeah eternally based hope and then finally Love always perseveres, and I think this is so important because, in my mind, this means it doesn't give up easy, mm-hmm. and it's going to fight when things get tough. It reminds me yeah, of... Oh, you don't run. Yeah, that episode of Friends where Monica and Chandler get in a fight, and Chandler just automatically assumes yeah. they're going to break and up. she's like, what? And she's like, we're not breaking up just because we had a fight. And it's like earth-shattering to Yeah, because Yeah, and she's like, is that why you've never been in a really long relationship? <laughs> but it's true because when you stick things out, when things get hard, that's what going to make your relationship stand the test of time and if you really truly love that person like this is like this is describing yeah. then you're going to have that motivation to stick yeah. it out regardless of how tough it gets one last thing I want to note too is and this is a preaching to the choir moment none of these are based on physical appearance yeah so just let that marinate I don't yeah, really that's need to, you have yeah, to say that's not the focus right. here
1: well, and one thing I would want to point out too, that when we talked about in Ephesians 5 earlier, it specifically stomp, starts out, husbands, love your wives. And everything that goes from there is a command to husbands, specifically. Now that doesn't mean there's th- not things that we can take from that. But this chapter in 1 Corinthians is gender neutral. It's not something that is specifically to men or specifically to women. We've been talking about it in this from the standpoint of what you should be looking for in a husband, because that's what we're talking about today. But... All of these things are just as much commanded and required of us as girls. So this goes back to what you were saying earlier. Are you these things too? Are you what the kind of guy you're looking for is going to be looking for in a wife? So, take all of what we just said, flip it around on yourself, and then you'll be good to go. That's it in the right yes, direction. Yes, exactly. So we've talked about the way we've kind of messed up with our list and used them in not helpful ways. We've talked about what it should be, what our lists are now, so we're going to just rip off the band-aid <laughs> and maybe embarrass ourselves a little bit and we're going to tell you what some of those things on our old lists were. And a little grace here. We were I
0: was 17 when I made I my was first in school. I don't remember yeah, how. 16 old, or 17. So. so, just keep
1: that in mind. Yeah, And then we'll we'll um we'll go through some of our current ones as well. Okay, so mine Oh, my old one and i will say most if not all of these things have been relegated to the it doesn't really matter section yeah. now um so okay the one of the big top ones for me which i look back and i'm like why did this matter was he needed to be politically aware and in touch with like politics. wow i love politics i like you know current events and that sort of thing and so that was a big thing to me in high school that he just and I look back now and I cringe, but... Uh, also, that is something I don't think I've ever heard any of my friends put on their list. I'm a, a funny one. <laughs> <laughs> um, he had to be athletic. Obviously. And played sports. Have, had played sports. Um, loved to travel. And in my head at the time, that meant, you know, hop on a plane and travel to some exotic foreign location. Yeah. We had no um, idea how much that costed whenever we were Yeah, 17. for real. In high school, you don't have a good grip on reality with that. <laughs> and I still... I like to travel. Oh, yeah. But... I like a road trip to you know the next state over just as much as I do flying to the you know tip of Africa or whatever yeah exactly <laughs> so um I had on my old list that he must be taller than me bold underlined must absolute non-negotiable and while I know according to everything we've just talked about <laughs> that doesn't matter and should be way far down on my list that one is really hard to let go of, and then I had on there, dark hair, blue eyes, like you. Yeah, like me. I don't know. They have little blue-eyed, dark-haired babies. Pretty much <laughs> doesn't matter at all. But no. those were the thing. I mean, those, those were, were important to me. Oh yeah. When they were, you know, on my list before, so that was. Oh yeah, that was that. Okay, so do you want to go through your old one, and then we'll circle back to our yeah. Current circle ones? <laughs> back to the
0: current one. So, just to give you like a little bit of a backstory, my. First list, I was on my way to my first college tour in high school with my parents, and my mom was talking to me, and she really encouraged me to make one, and she had one, and hers was very specific going back, which is kind of funny, but she had this mentality of, Kristen, you're going to college, so yes, you want to have this list as a way to, you know, have good standards when you're going to date somebody, but also you want to make this list to keep you accountable and not let you settle I think we automatically assume that lists can be too high which they can but it's also you have that list in your mind and you meet a guy and he's not doing some of the things we've talked about then that's going to keep you accountable and think okay yeah he may be good by the world standards but is he good by the standards that I'm called to yeah live by myself or that you know anybody is a christian so that's kind of the mentality I had making mine Or should have had when I made mine, (laughs) let's say. Because I started making this list, and I laugh at it so much now. But really the top three things on my list were loves Jesus, hot, and at least six feet tall. Okay? (laughs) That was how I started this. And I starred all the really important ones. Get all the important important things out. Yeah, I starred all the really important ones. Those were all three starred. Which is just so funny to me now. Um, But the height thing was on mine, too. But then, of course, I did have some good things. Like, I had kind... And goal-oriented. But way on down the list where yeah, it should be. Right. Yeah. I had um like likes to cook. Uh <laughs> Not former just canned, no. he likes to. <laughs> no, former football or baseball player was on there. Very specific. Um no. What if he pe- played golf? I don't know. It, it wasn't starred, so it cup? wasn't like necessary, <laughs> but it was just really kind of the type I was looking for. I said that he didn't need to have any piercings or tattoos, which I have now dated guys with both of yeah, those. I was
1: to say the piercings one. I yeah, I get. Yeah. I probably tend to still that. not a huge fan. I don't mind tattoos though. Oh, I like tattoos. Yeah, now. I'm a fan. So that's changed. <laughs> yeah,
0: but yeah, it was just very funny to.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: Think about it and just, be like, why did I think this what was, was so
1: I thinking?
0: All right, so Bethany, why don't you? Go through your new list now and show us all okay. how you've matured
1: and grown up <laughs> yes, over the years. very mature self. Okay, so I my list is literally on a piece of paper, and it's got those categories from earlier that we talked about from Ephesians 5 as my headings is Sacrificial Love, Purifying Love, Caring Love, and then Unbreakable Love. And so I went through my old list, and I took everything, and if it went under one of those categories, I put it there. And if it didn't, then I either deleted it completely Or I do still have a preferences section. But it's where it should be. Yeah. Um, So under that sacrificial love, I'm just going to read a few of each of these. I've got godly, selfless, giving or charitably minded, Mm -hmm. um, compassionate, and has an eternal mindset. Like he's looking to, he sees things now in light of eternity. Um, And then there's several more. But then under purifying love, I've got he's a strong leader. Uh, He's patient. He's honest. And then challenges me to embrace God's best, doesn't settle himself in life, but also would challenge me to be seeking Christ more and more um, every day. The caring love was next, and I've got there gentle, a good communicator, hospitable. You know, Ooh, he you likes. Like that you know, one. is willing to have people over and have a. You know, has a hospitality mindset. Affectionate, protective, and dependable Then, under unbreakable love I've got intelligent, loves kids, devoted, and accountable There's a couple others under each of them. Now, under my things that don't really matter, but I kind of would still like. like, He's funny. he, He does like to travel, likes sports, is social, athletic. But those aren't things that you should end a relationship based on or not start one because of when the overwhelming evidence is that all of those other things are there. Definitely. So that's mine now. And I think it's a better guideline, a better ruler for what to look for than it was Yeah. When the number one thing was that he was politically aware. (laughs) I just love that that was your top one. I know. uh, You know, 17-year-old Bethany thought that was really important. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The things we think are important
0: (laughs) in high school. So, for my current list, I have it split into two sections. So, I have my non-negotiables and my preferences. Yeah. And this was something my dad really challenged me to do when he read my very first list. <laughs> that's he's so like kind of him to say it that way. Just some <laughs> advice here. <laughs> maybe split this up. <laughs> so that's what I did. And a lot of these were not on my list until maybe the past three or four years. This is a pretty newer draft, I sure. guess you could say. So my very first thing that I say is I want someone who has an obvious relationship with Jesus. And I can tell... He loves him without a shadow of a doubt. Just by the way he lives, by the Mm -hmm. way he treats people, by the way he talks about his faith. I want to be able to pick up on that without having to ask him if he is a Christian. Um, I want a guy who has a heart for others and who has a kind and gentle spirit about him. I want a guy who pursues me and treats me with love and respect.
1: And these non-negotiable ones are the things that you shouldn't settle for. That's why... These are the ones that are really lined up with scripture that you shouldn't settle for, so I think that's okay.
0: Yeah, and I have, on the actual written list, I have scripture to back up each and every one of these, so that it's not just, oh, I just picked this out of thin air. not just your opinion. No. I want a guy who thinks my character, my faith, and my personality are attractive qualities about me, that it's not just based on how I look. I want a guy who strives to live a life that pleases God, and who has a desire to be obedient to the call on his life that he has and pursue the purpose that God has given him. I want someone who strives for purity even when it is difficult. And that's something I really pray for my husband a lot. That's kind of on my mind. Ladies, I would encourage you to do the same thing. There is, I think, a wonderful thing if we can pray just for the guys in general in our brothers in Christ as they're fighting for their purity yeah. in this age right now where it's so difficult that is something that we can really be helping them with and praying for them about and then finally i want somebody who's
1: taller than me and i think it's fine to keep that on the non-negotiable yes list. and
0: that is just something I, that is the one physical characteristic i am holding strong to. so ladies if you've got one that you just can't let go it's up, okay it's okay um, and then, of course, on the preference inside, I have, you know, I like a guy that's got an athletic build, so who likes sports, has a good sense of humor, who likes to laugh, um, who's outgoing and driven, and a guy who dresses well is a big plus that's for me. That's not a bad thing. No, I've always thought that was very, I said a lot about a guy if he dressed I well agree. and took care of yep, himself. It does. So, those are just kind of the two columns, I guess, you yeah. could say that I have. I like it. Going now.
1: Okay. So we have bared our souls, <laughs> literally, a, a though a little bit. There, <laughs> <laughs> let you see kind of what what we're looking for, and we'll yeah we we'll, we can put the full lists uh, in the show notes. But I think that's it for today, guys. We hope this has been helpful for you as you're trying to create your own list, whether it's for the first time or maybe you need to revisit yours and give it a little edit or a new draft. Um, we're gonna be posting our list, like I said, on our social media the current ones and our old ones (laughs) so go follow us on instagram it's lftm underscore podcast and on facebook looking for the middle podcast so you don't miss those and yeah i think that's it for this
0: week yeah and be sure to join us for a very special episode next week we're actually going to be revealing the results from a survey that went out to a bunch of our guy friends and guy friends of our friends yep and we're going to attempt but probably fail to understand (laughs) the male mind when it comes to dating so we're hoping for a lot of epiphanies hopefully hopefully we'll see see. (laughs) so until then i'm Kristen and i'm bethany and this is looking for the middle